Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Crown IRL, showing you the crown working in real life to the women who wear them. I'm Shelby Lentz, your current Miss Southwest Michigan. Welcome to episode 24 of The Crown IRL. Today, we are joined by Marina Beal, who currently holds the title of Miss Kingston's Outstanding Teen in New Hampshire. This is her third year in the New Hampshire program, and she adores every part of it. Marina's platform is a Reach One, Teach One, Love One, a mental health nonprofit. She helps run the peer side of the group and is currently the president of their peer board. Marina is also a competitive dancer and has been dancing since the age of two. Her talent is an upbeat jazz dance, which shows off her bubbly personality and endless amounts of energy. Marina was so excited to chat with us and can't wait for you all to get to know her. Without further ado, this is Marina Beal, Miss Kingston's Outstanding Teen from New Hampshire. Hi, Marina. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for joining me on this almost Halloween, like Halloween Eve, right? Oh, spooky. <laughs> are you going to dress up as anything? Well, I work all day tomorrow, but I'm working oh. up with, or working with some of my friends. So we're going to dress up as an angel and a devil. So I'm pretty oh, excited for that. God. Where do you work at? I work at the Guilford Country Store here in the Lakes Region area. Nice. Okay. Well, at least you have some friends that are going to make it fun with you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, why don't you go ahead? You can introduce yourself, give us your full name, uh, where you currently live, and the title you hold. All right. Hi, everyone. My name is Marina Beal. I'm currently Miss Kingston's Outstanding Teen from New Hampshire. And how long have you been competing in Miss America's Outstanding Teen at this point? This is my third year competing, but I've only been to States twice due to COVID. So it's a little odd. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that whole COVID year. And it's crazy to think that I was just saying this to one of my friends the other day. We're almost two years into like past 2021 or 2020. Yeah. And that really uh, threw me for a loop. <laughs> yeah, it's so odd. <laughs> so what initially got you to compete in the teen program? So originally I competed in one of our local programs, Miss Winnipesaukee, and our current Miss New Hampshire, Ashley Marsh, asked if I wanted to come compete, and I thought, why not try it? And I caught the pageant bug and couldn't stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely addicting. The first couple times are a little bit nerve-wracking, and uh, you yep. know, <laughs> am I really going to do this? Like, <laughs> But once you do it, it's it's such a thrill. Like the I absolutely talent. love it. It's a good, it's a good adrenaline rush for sure. Definitely. <laughs> What's your favorite part of the competition when you're on stage? I'm going to have to say talent just because I am a dancer and I do competition okay. dance. And so I absolutely love doing that. So getting to perform not only for competition judges, but also pageant judges, super cool. And how long have you been dancing specifically? I've been dancing for 15 years. Oh my God. And how old are you? I'm 16. Six, I'll be 17 oh in God. December. <laughs> Basically, as soon as you start walking, your parents were like, we're putting you in dance class. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I used to be when I, gosh, I was probably like three or four. I used to do ballet. And um, that was a whole story of why I don't anymore. But I kind of wish that I was able to just like continue on with it throughout the last 20 years of my life because yeah I'm a singer I have no plans of being a dancer but there's just so much you learn from dancing like you know stretching and posture things that I don't necessarily learn as a singer that I wish I would have yeah. just had so I always admire dancers so so much 
Thanks. <laughs> and what what type of dancing did you say that you did? Um, I do. I train in all styles, but okay. for pageants, I compete with the jazz dance. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How does uh, competing in dance competitions compare with competing in Miss America? I think you get compared to other dancers for different reasons at a competition for dancers you get compared by your technique and overall show versus pageants you get compared to there's a bunch of different things there's dancers singers baton there's so many other things so it's it's harder to judge that's a good point actually because I did competitive cheerleading for a long time when I was in uh, middle school and high school and uh, other types of competitions where it was a score. But you're right. In those circumstances, you're competing against almost the exact same thing because it's just cheer or it's just dance. But yeah, with this America, you get a whole variety. Yeah. (laughs) What has been your favorite part about being a, a teen title holder? Has there been anything specifically that stands out to you or one specific person you've met? I think all of the people I've met through this program, New Hampshire, I think is one of the best local pageant programs. We have so many different locals. And when you get to compete at all of those, you meet so many different girls and they're girls that live all across the state. So I would have never met them if I didn't do pageants and they always say like, these are girls that are going to be in your wedding. And I know everyone's like, no, they're not. They are. They really are. No, they are. <laughs> they are. I mean, I'm at that later stage. I'm, I was going to age out, but now I'm almost about to age out because they bumped it up. So I'm in the older demographic of the Miss America girls. And there's so many girls that I don't compete with anymore who are getting married. And it's exactly that. It's girls that they've competed with who are in their wedding party. Um, yeah. Last Miss Michigan, after she gave up her title, she ended up um, having, I think, all four out of five of the women in her bridal party were Miss America women. So it <laughs> it sounds it's cliche crazy. when you're a teen and you're like, oh, no, that's so silly. And I'm not even thinking about marriage. But then when you get to that point and you start looking at everyone, you go, wow, OK, this is actually how this works. Yeah. What about your social impact initiative? You want to tell us a bit about that? I would love to. Um, My social impact initiative is called Reach One, Teach One, Love One. It's a mental health nonprofit that advocates for suicide prevention and mental health awareness. And is this a nonprofit that you found and partnered with? Um, It's yes. I found it and partnered with it in February of 2020. So it's been a little bit now, but it was founded by Holly Fenn who lost her son to suicide. Mm. Have there been any um, events or appearances you've been able to do with them? Yeah, we actually just last Saturday had our first ever annual wiffle ball tournament, which Mm -hmm. we were able to fundraise some money for our peer board. And that was an all day thing. It was so fun. We had people that were softball players to dancers (laughs) and obviously dancers did not do as well as softball players, but they still had so much fun and it was really fun to watch. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. And what, what made you initially decide on this as a platform? Was it just something that really spoke to you? Did you have a personal experience with uh, this in particular with someone? Yeah, I had, um, I've had my mental health problems in the past and knowing how that feels is a really bad feeling. Mm -hmm. So knowing that I'm helping kids not feel the same way I did is really rewarding. How, when you're going in and talking to kids that are probably younger than you, or maybe even the same age as you, 
How do you start that conversation? Because I think it's something that affects kids a lot younger than it has in previous generations, especially yeah. with the emergence of <clears throat> social media and apps. There's just so much subconscious pressure. Uh, how do you start those, those conversations? What do they sound like? I think uh, it depends on the age. Definitely. There's some things you just can't say to younger kids. So right. you have to, at that age, make sure that they know that their mental health is just as important as their physical health. Mm-hmm. Because just because your mental health isn't visible doesn't mean it's not seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially with younger kids, even um, just telling them, you know, sometimes there, I, I don't think I had this until I was in high school. And at that point, you know, I was able to kind of make my own decisions because I was about to graduate. But there were times I remember my junior, senior year where I would just take like a mental health day, not not the traditional sick day. I didn't have the flu or anything, but I was just so yeah. stressed, so depleted, so tired because I had myself going a mile a minute. I don't think I've ever been as stressed as I was in my senior year of high school, maybe my senior year of college, like the two senior years were the most stressful for me, but I did yeah. not sleep at all in high school because I really feel for you guys. Like it's so much harder than people give it credit for because you go to school seven to eight hours a day. And then you go right home or you go to your extracurricular activities. For me, I was in multiple things. So I'd stay after at school, do cheerleading, musical, choir, all that. Then I'd go home and have to do all my homework. And I'd be up to like one o'clock in the morning because I had all these rehearsals and things that were immediately after school. There's really no break for high school students. Whereas in college, until I got to my senior year when things were like really stressful and I had multiple internships in college, you at least have a break between class. You can like go take a nap. But in high school, it's just go, go, go. So telling those students at like the K through 12 age early on, it's okay if you need to take a break, you know, and obviously don't take advantage of it. There are students who, if they could every day, they'd say they need a mental health day. But for most kids, if you can tell them, you know, if there's a day where you just, you feel depleted, you need to refresh, do it. Um, And that's something I, even as a 24 year old struggle with because I am constantly go, go, go. And sometimes it takes my own family. Like when I'm FaceTiming my siblings, because I don't live with them anymore. We're all in our own places. um, They're like, you need to not do anything today. Like just go take a bubble bath and watch your favorite Netflix show. Don't do anything. Like you're running a mile a minute and that's not good forever. So it is a very valuable message at any age. Yeah, I'm definitely the same way. I love being busy and I love mm-hmm. like the my favorite part of the crown is service. I love yes. getting out into Girl, the community. <laughs> yes, I love it. And sometimes I love to overwork myself and it'll take like people being like, you need to slow down. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely I think being the mental health advocate that I am, it's taught me a lot to I have to do what I say. And I have yeah. to accept that example for other people. So mm-hmm. that's definitely helped me kind of calm down a little bit. <laughs> oh my gosh, I bet. And I I always, well, it's not really a joke. I just laugh because it, it's true. The Miss America ladies, us gals, like we are go-getters. Every single one of us has a million things definitely. going on. And that's kind of the funny part in trying to schedule these. Like I always feel bad or the other women, I know we had some issues at first, you know, getting a date, <laughs> but I always just tell everyone, I'm like, don't, like, don't sweat it because I struggle enough trying to get everyone on at times that work for all of us. And it's because all of us are so busy. That's a good thing. Yeah. So yeah. Um, well, what would you say if you're having one of those days where you just need to unplug, what's your go-to thing to just get into the right mindset and clear your head? 
I have a few favorite things. I love journaling. I have 60,000 notebooks. I love <laughs> notebooks so much. Um, and I love to doodle all the time. But I also mm-hmm. love playing with my tortoise. You have a tortoise? <laughs> yeah, I do. His name's Otis. He's super cute. Oh my gosh. That's so, how, how big is he? How big do they get? He's like this big. Okay, so he's not very big. He's not, you know, he's, he's nice and tiny, but I'll like let him roam around in my room and I'll feed him lettuce. He's super cute. And for me, that's just the moment to like, as cliche as it sounds, ground myself and be like, all right, let's keep going. Yeah. And animal therapy is, a, is an actual thing. My first two years of school, I was at one university and then I ended up switching to a different one. Um, but when I was at my first university, they had my freshman year, they had uh, puppies and popsicles in the spring semester. So you, you could take a break from your studying before uh, final exams. And they had in the park by the library, popsicles, free popsicles, and you could come pet puppies from the Humane Society. Um, That's so and cute. It literally was the best thing ever because we're all like cooped up in our dorm rooms. We're stressed. Some of us are crying, having panic attacks. And then we go and we play with these dogs and have popsicles. And I have two dogs and... I apologize if you heard one of them barking. I don't know. <laughs> they are, they're funny. Um, but they give me so much like just mental clarity when I need a break, just looking at them and having them look at me and think that I'm like the entire world to them because to an animal you are that just it, like, just like you said, it grounds you. It gives you some uh, like good feelings in the moment. And yeah, that my animals have helped me through. So some, I literally got my first puppy at the beginning of COVID and my second cup puppy towards like the middle half of 2020. So they were, <laughs> they were COVID coping dogs, but they've been amazing. Yeah. I think that they're great. Yes. I love dogs. I have two. <laughs> uh, I love animals. We don't, I always say constantly, we don't deserve them, but they are incredible. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> what has been a day in the life as a title holder for you. I know it's been hard for a lot of us with COVID, but when you do an appearance, what does it look like? Or how do you go about booking your appearances? Um, well, after I had originally, I was Miss Greater Class as a standing teen. And I give that up actually like in a few weeks, November 13th. So that's kind of, that's kind of close. Ah. Mm-hmm. But um. I had that title for the second year, but there was nothing to go do because of COVID. So I definitely, once I got the new title and things started to open up back up, I was ready to get back out there. Yeah. Um, A lot of my stuff is based off of my platform. I go, if they're having a booth, um, I go help them with that. I do a lot of races. We go to a lot of those and really just anything that people post and they're like, would you like to come on there? Yeah. How do, how does the public, and or your friend group, because I know that you're still in high school. How do they perceive you doing Miss America or um, if you're out in your crown and sash? Do you typically get a good uh, reception to that? Or do people have questions or stigma? How does, how does that typically play out? I think us pageant girls will always face a stigma, really. Yeah. I, yeah. As much as I would love to say that people aren't going to view this as a beauty pageant, they definitely will. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think... On the friend side of things, when I first told them I was starting, they were like, oh, really? (laughs) But as I've gone and they've seen what it's actually about, the scholarship money and the friendships and all of the things that I've made from it, I think they've started to see like, oh, it actually is very beneficial. And I've gotten a lot of my school friends into the Miss New Hampshire program just from Uh, that. I was going to ask if you've (laughs) gotten any other ladies to participate. I have. Yes, I 
I love recruiting. I love boosting up the program. And again, New Hampshire is just such an incredible program. And I just love it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Do you think that you're, cause you said you're 17. So you've got one more year as a team now, I think. Yeah. I gained another year. Okay. Super exciting. So do you think in two years time that you will be competing as a miss, or even if you take a break at some point, compete in the miss program? I definitely would love to compete in the miss. I think there's a lot of differences, but also a lot of similarities in the teen and miss program. And I definitely want to keep going till I age out. I would love to stay in program forever if I could. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's natural to feel butterflies or anxiety. I I still to this day remember exactly how I felt when I found out at that time it was junior in high school. So 17 that you were pushed into the miss. And I remember just thinking, I want to do this, but I'm scared. And the biggest thing that scared me, which I still sometimes get, well, I shouldn't say sometimes, I still get anxiety for interview. Everyone, for the most part, does. (laughs) Just because there's so much unknown. And even if you know that you have a great, uh, you know, presentation, usually great paperwork, there's still just the unknown. So I've never to this day had a bad, I've had interviews where I go, eh, but I've never had a bad interview, but I still get nervous. Same thing with like, then I'm a singer. I've sang the national anthem for probably about 12 years at this point, And I still get sick to my stomach every time I'm about to sing it. I know the words. Yeah. I've known the words since kindergarten, but I still get nervous. I'm going to mess it up and everyone's going to hear it. Um, so you always get nervous before interview. That's just natural. And I think I've told this story like five times on this podcast at this point. So I'm sorry for the people who listen to every episode, but some people don't. <laughs> um, but our last Miss Michigan, uh, before she gave up her title to our current Miss Michigan, before interviews that, that night before, she sat us down and she said, Guys, we all get nervous. Last year, at this point, two years ago, before I won, I was sick to my stomach before interview. And I won. I won, you know, I've won interview awards. I won Miss Michigan. She won interview, prelim interview at Miss America. But she still gets nervous. It's so natural. So that was the biggest thing that I was nervous about going into the Miss. I kept saying, well, as a teen, they don't typically ask about politics. And yeah. as a Miss, they can ask me anything. <clears throat> but I'm going to be completely honest. The I mean, I don't know how everyone else's interviews work out, but my interviews are typically maybe one per interview, maybe. So it's not even that heavy. Um, and then for me, it was also knowing that at, at the time there was swimsuit. So that was intimidating to go from a teen mm, fitness yeah. to miss a swimsuit, but that's gone now. So I would really say the only thing that you have to change is your interviews longer. It's a little more in depth at the miss level. And then you get the pitch because you guys don't get pitches um yeah, so that's, which I would be so excited to do yeah I I, I hope they bring that to team I, <laughs> I really like do. the pitch I've heard a lot yeah. of people who say you know um the pitch is you know but it's I've heard really like mixed things people who love it and people who are either competing or just on the outside who go yeah but it's rehearsed and my thing like my response is always but in 1.0 and I love things from 1.0 and I love things from 2.0 because I've competed in both. The one thing that for me, 1.0 was missing was 99% of the time, unless if they got lucky enough to pull it a fishbowl question on stage that they could reiterate to their platform, you did not get to talk about it. And that's 99% of what we do as a title holder off the stage. So we should have a moment, whether it's 20 seconds or 30 seconds, or I think at Miss America, 90 seconds to speak about it, to share our plans for what we would do as Miss State or as Miss America. That's important. Um, So I I definitely think it would be beneficial for you guys to have a pitch. Um, But I don't know. I don't know what they'll do with that. That'd be interesting to see. I think it's hard 
because we also our on stage questions are different. They are platform based. Oh, so they I are for you guys. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, that's why I like talking to other states. At Michigan, um, the teens still pull during evening gown. They pull a fishbowl question. So when you, we do like everyone gets their onstage question and it's platform based. And then if you make it into top 10, you get a fishbowl question and that could be really about anything. Okay. Yeah. I kind of like that though. Cause I know the teens always get nervous about that too, but yeah, we did. Yes. Well, that's actually, it definitely. It eases my nerves about onstage question. Cause yes. that, I think that's the scariest part of competition for oh, me. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Well, cause interview is, you know, as a miss it's 10 minutes as a teen, I think it's six and a half. Right. I think, I think it states it'll be eight. Okay. I I, Don't call me on that <laughs> But it's shorter, but at least then it's private. So if you mess up, it's just between you and the judges. Yeah. yeah on the stage, everyone's there. And um, I think that the other intimidating thing is a miss is it's supposed to now be a continuation of your interview. However, none of us know what everyone's interview went like. And so some people still go up on stage and get political questions. So then immediately your head goes, well, what were they talking about? In their yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's still not a hundred percent guaranteed, but it is a lot. Uh, the chances are a lot higher in these circumstances with this uh, 2.0 platform to ha- not have as many oddball off the wall questions on stage. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. I love that though. That makes, we didn't have a prelim night for the teens this year because we were so short on numbers. So they just did a whole one and done deal. Um, it was very interesting. It was almost more, and I, I get secondhand anxiety watching anyone compete, but especially the teens, just because I, you know, you've been there. Um, mm-hmm. So it was, there was so much more anxiety in that, that competition this year because there wasn't another night to watch. It was just happening that night. <laughs> yeah, no, I, we're so fortunate to have as many girls as we do in New Hampshire. It's definitely, I think sometimes New Hampshire is overlooked because it's not one of those like typical pageant states, right. but we really do have incredible girls here mm. and any, anyone that wins always does an amazing job. You know? I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm constantly hoping that we continue to grow numbers and grow the, the locals that are available to our women. And honestly, I think that's our biggest issue right now in Michigan. It's not that there's, not girls who want to compete. It's that we don't have enough locals for those girls to have opportunities to go to state. Um, So there was one that I used to hold two years ago and it was no longer happening. And then another local director picked it up after another director dropped it because she also said, I feel so bad. There's not more. So now she's operating too (laughs) and randomly throwing this one together for next month at this point, almost it's almost November. So it's only a few weeks away. And, um, that just, it, it broke my heart, but it also made me happy that she was willing to do that because there are, I think they capped it out because there were over 20 women who they had already had apply. And then there were more that are now on a waiting list. I mean, it's, Mm. it's crazy. Yeah, we definitely have some amazing directors here. We have a lot of directors that do hold two titles. Yep. Um, but I I think that's great for the directors if they want to have two girls. And I think it's also great for girls competing because it gives them twice the chance to win, you know? Yeah. But we have some amazing volunteers here. I think that's one of my favorite parts. Yeah, the volunteers, the, 
we wouldn't be where we are without our volunteers. That is 100% for sure. Any volunteers listening, I don't know who, who all listens to this, but if you're a director, if you are um, just a volunteer, if you help on stage, backstage, <laughs> we love you. Thank you for your help. Thank we you. love well, you. Even the judges, you volunteer. <laughs> yes. Thank you to the judges. Thank you, everyone, whoever's listening. Yay. <laughs> oh my gosh, Marina, you're incredible. But I do have to ask you, per every person I ask on this show, if someone came to you, and I know you said that you've already had people come to you and are now competing, so that's great. You've already had firsthand experience. But if someone came to you and said, I really <clears> want to <throat> compete, I'm not sure, um, I'm stressed, I'm anxious, what would you say to them about this organization and why they should compete? I think you have to know that stress is good. Nerves are good. Those boost you to do the best that you can do. Um, but once you walk into that room, there's so many girls that are in the same boat as you. And I love saying that pageant girls are the only ones that know what we're going through. Like we're the only people that really understand it. And so all those girls are in the same boat as you and they're just as nervous, if not more. But the judges just want to get to know you. They just want to see who you are as a person. Amen. Uh, thank you so much, Marina, for coming on and sharing thank your you story for with me. us. Thank you so much for listening to The Crown IRL. Follow us on socials at The Crown IRL and be sure to tag us in your story. You can follow me at Shelby underscore Lentz or at Miss Southwest Michigan. See you in the next one.